It's Tuesday, December 6th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The Supreme Court's conservative majority sounded sympathetic Monday to a Christian graphic artist who objects to designing wedding websites for gay couples. The latest collision of religion and gay rights to land at the high court. The designer and her supporters say that ruling against her would force artists from painters and photographers to writers and musicians to do work that is against their beliefs. Her opponents, meanwhile, say that if she wins, a range of businesses will be able to discriminate, refusing to serve black, Jewish, or Muslim customers, interracial or interfaith couples, or immigrants. Over hours of spirited arguments, the justices repeatedly tested out what ruling for the designer could mean using detailed and sometimes colorful hypothetical scenarios. In other news, PepsiCo Incorporated is laying off workers at the headquarters of its North America Snacks and Beverages division, a signal that corporate belt tightening is extending beyond tech and media, according to people familiar with the matter. Hundreds of jobs will be eliminated, one of the people said. The cuts affect the company's North America beverage business, which is based in Purchase, New York, and its North America snacks and packaged foods business, which has headquarters in Chicago and Plano, Texas. In a memo sent to staff that was viewed by the Wall Street Journal, PepsiCo told employees that the layoffs were intended to simplify the organization so we can operate more efficiently. The cuts will be heavier in the beverage business because the snacks unit already has trimmed positions with a voluntary retirement program, the people said. PepsiCo makes Doritos, Lay's potato chips, and Quaker Oats, along with its namesake, Cola. As of December 25th last year, PepsiCo employed about 309,000 people worldwide, including about 129,000 people in the U.S. Around the world, Ukrainian drones hit two Russian airbases on Monday, Russia's defense ministry said, while Ukrainian officials hinted at a capability to strike deeper within Russian territory, and Moscow launched a major barrage of missiles at Ukrainian cities. The defense ministry said three Russian servicemen were killed and four were wounded in the attacks by Soviet-era drones on the two bases, one in Ryzon, southeast of Moscow, and one in Russia's Saratov region. The Ingalls Air Base in Saratov, a hub for Russia's fleet of strategic bombers, has been used to launch air raids and missile strikes on Ukraine. Russia has used the long-range aircraft stationed at the base to fire cruise missiles at Ukraine, military analysts say. The bombers are also capable of carrying nuclear weapons, forming part of Russia's triad of nuclear forces along with land-based and submarine-launched nuclear missiles. There was no immediate claim of responsibility for the explosions, and Ukrainian officials on Monday made only oblique references to the explosions at the Russian airbases, as they have with past strikes inside Russia. Back in the U.S., Top U.S. and European Union officials agreed to work closely to strengthen semiconductor supply chains, including sharing information about their respective programs to provide massive subsidies to promote domestic chip production. 
At a Monday gathering to discuss trade and technology issues, however, the two sides failed to make progress on a dispute over the U.S.'s new electric vehicle program that is strained bilateral ties, an issue that was raised by French President Emmanuel Macron during his meeting with President Biden last week. European officials said they would continue to press Washington to address their concerns in the guideline that U.S. is set to roll out by January 1st. The officials met outside of Washington for a ministerial meeting of the U.S.-EU Trade and Technology Council, a forum established last year to boost cooperation in key areas such as advanced technology, supply chains, and climate policies. The council is part of the Biden administration's effort to strengthen ties with allies and friendly partners to counter China's influence. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.